0: Good
1: morning, good morning, welcome to PCA I want to invite everyone to stand on your feet We're going to worship our awesome God, amen He is so good to us You know, I love King Jesus And our King Jesus, He is above all things He is above all things He reigns above all things If you have sickness, He reigns above that Whatever your circumstances are, He reigns above that powers of darkness. He reigns above that. Amen. Lord, we love you. Almighty swore, he said, surely, if I planned it, it's going to happen. Surely, if I purposed it, it will be. Our God is good, and we will we will see him do everything that he promised. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Heaven thundered, and the world was born. Life begins and ends in the dust you hold. Thank you, Lord. Faith
0: commanded, and the mountains moved.
2: Fear is
0: losing ground to our hope. Shall we dance? The third day dawn. Hallelujah. Darkness was denied when the stone was gone. Yes. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. Yes. The impossible things in your name, they shall be done, they shall be done. Unstoppable, God, let your glory go on.
1: For God. thank you Lord nothing is impossible for you hallelujah hallelujah Lord stir up our faith help us to stir up our faith while we worship you God help us to know that nothing is impossible with you that you reign over everything over every difficult thing that we're dealing with nothing is impossible for you thank you Lord
0: Your kingdom reigns unstoppable, we'll shout your praise forevermore, Jesus, our God, unstoppable. He's unstoppable. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. Yeah. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. God, let your glory go on and on. Yeah. Impossible things in your name that shall be done. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
1: Hallelujah, Lord! Hallelujah, Lord! I want to encourage anyone who has a difficult situation, maybe it seems impossible to you, this is the perfect time to praise the Lord praising the Lord just he says he'll inhabit our praises it will lift your spirits it will lift lift your faith it's the perfect time to praise the Lord you are good God you are good God our God says in his word that he's an all consuming fire and and he wants to burn out of us anything that shouldn't be there he wants to use us all for something great and there's stuff in all of us that he needs to get rid of amen and so lord i give you permission to torch whatever in me doesn't belong there and help me to stand through it and bring me up here on the other side god it's your heart we're searching for we want you and nothing more let your glory
0: fill this place we're alive in your presence. surrender all to you do what you want to do what you want to God we love to see you move do what you want to do what you want to
1: do what you want to love we are standing in your light and our
0: hearts are open wide let us see more than before lord come have your way here oh. we surrender all to you do what you want to do what you want to God, we want i need to see you, see you move do what you want to Sing it again. do what you want to we surrender all lord, to I you surrender. Lord, I surrender. do what I surrender. you want to do what you want to, but we love to see you love Do what you want to, do what you want to.
1: I'm so grateful for who you are, God. The Bible says that those who know your name really know your name, trust in you. For you have never forsaken those who are seeking you, those who are seeking you. I want to encourage us all to just, if you haven't been, seek him with your whole heart. Doesn't mean he doesn't let us go through some things and wonder what's going to happen. But if we will just keep seeking him and trust him, we can go through those things with peace. And it's a beautiful and a crazy thing because you can't understand why you can have peace with all this turmoil going on around you. But it's possible.
0: Tis so sweet to trust him.
1: Close your eyes, lift your hands.
0: Jesus, I trust you, Jesus, I trust you, help me to trust you more, help me to trust you more, Lord, oh, I have confidence in you. trust you more Jesus help us to trust you more surrender. This is my surrender. Here is where I lay it down. Every day
1: your face I'm gonna seek your face not just your hand not just what you can do for me Lord I want to know your heart I want to know your heart I want to serve you Lord to the best of my ability God get everything else out of the way burn it all out God I want to serve you wholeheartedly Lord just pour some love out on him pour some love out on him Lord I love you I adore you God I worship you Lord you are so good God oh you are worthy God I bless your holy name Lord I love you Lord I pour out I pour out my love on you Lord I pour out my love on you Lord today. Do you adore him? Oh, Lord, I bless your name.
0: I want to touch you, home, God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord.
1: Lord, I praise you and I bless you, God. Holy Spirit, expecting great things from you, God. Oh, I'm expecting. Are you all expecting? The more you expect, the more you get. The more you expect, the more you get. Lord, I'm expecting great things from you. Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you're here. God, have your way in this place. Have your way in every heart, God. Have your way in me. Make me more like you today, God anything out God? speak to our hearts Lord help us to hear you help us to leave this place and keep what we learned this morning in our hearts and share it and live it Lord I pray that you will just speak through pastor this morning and speak through all the teachers in the building God help us to listen with open hearts open hearts wide open wide open to whatever you have to say I bless you, God. My King of kings, my Lord of lords. I bless you, Lord, in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, amen. He's good, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name, God. Okay, we are going to give you an opportunity to greet each other. If you want to stay where you're at, if you want to social distance, that's okay. But um, if you want to greet, feel free. Now is the time.
2: Good morning, PCA. Something's humming there. In case you don't know me, I am the PCA version of Hurricane Larry. That's right. That's not a name I would be afraid of either. If you are a guest in our home, and this is our church home, Make no mistakes about that. We would like to have you fill out a VIP card. We'd like to get to know you better. One way is that you come every Sunday, Wednesday nights, Sunday evening, whenever the church is over. Come. We'd like to meet you and we'd like to get get to know you. Everybody here at one time or another was a guest in our home. And it's so good to see so many of you come back. So please fill out one of these cards. Do it, especially for me, Hurricane Larry. This morning, I uh, unfortunately didn't get up in time to exercise. Uh, that makes 12 years, 256 days in a row. The Bible says that exercise profiteth a little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. I was listening to uh, one of those afternoon judges uh, last week, Judge Mathis. He normally puts out some pretty good information, but he was talking to someone. He said, Yeah. My mom used to give all her money to the church. That's the reason we couldn't get out of the projects. I thought, well, wait a minute. Then he said, 10%. What? Wait a minute, 10%? He said, of course. He continued on. I went on after a kind of a wild period. I went on and became a judge and a lawyer. And my brothers and sisters all did quite well too. So I guess my mother did pretty good. By going to church and paying her tithes of 10%. I also had a mother like that. She fortunately was able to live to see me change my ways. I know it's hard to believe. But I was a bit of a wild one. It wouldn't hurt to have a little sincerity in there, folks. (laughs) So that all leads up to taking our wonderful offering now we have ways to give and now they have a big sign for me you can mail it to 2313 east prospect i buy like 10 stamps a year and i don't use them all text pca church to 1-844-390-2401 that i use you can go online at pcachurch.com forward slash contributions also there is a kiosk out in the front hall i use that it works very well and as uh, Brian Wiseman pointed out one time, you can even write a check. And we, uh, we will take cash if you have the proper identification. Gentlemen, could I get you to come forward? Come forward like a hurricane. All right, a slow hurricane. Take your time. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we can come into this home, this church home. You filled our hearts, dear Heavenly Father. You filled our minds. You filled our lives with you, and that's what we want. That's what we want to give back to others. We want to give back that small portion that you ask of us, that 10% in this tithe. We ask that you take it, that you bless it, and you use it to, to spread your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
3: Labor Day weekend. And uh, I'm so glad you are here. You're not at the lake. You're not camping. You're not golfing. You're not doing whatever other people are doing today. So thank you so much for being here on Labor Day weekend. Um, We've got a lot to share with you today. I was always told never preach anything real important on Labor Day because there's not very many people there. But you know, now that we have live stream and you can record things, and uh, I just believe that every sermon should be awesome. So today we're going to have someone else preach. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but now with live streaming, recording everything, I believe now that there are no excuses because people who are camping can watch us right now. People who are at the lake can watch us or they can watch it this week. And then also you can share this with someone else. So today's message is going to be very different from last Sunday's message. We had a powerful, powerful outpouring of God's presence. I believe that's going to happen again. But today's message is going to be very much what is happening in our world right now. Right now. I believe God's word ought to be current and relevant, don't you? So stand with me today. Take your Bibles and lift them up with me, whether it's an iPad, an iPhone, or you have the old tree in your hand itself. Lift it up and repeat this after me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to live thy word. Lord, help me every day to read thy word. I love thy word. And dear Lord, help me to know who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. The title of my message today is Shaken. Shaken. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 12. I'll be reading verses 25 through 29. It says this. See to it. That ought to get our attention. Be aware. Wake up. Listen. That's what it's saying. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. Talking about God. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we? If we turn away from him who warns us from heaven, at that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words, once more, write that down, highlight it. Indicate the removing of what can be shaken. That's important. What can be shaken. That is created things. So that what cannot be shaken may remain. So what's going to be shaken? Everything that's created. Therefore, we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe... For our God is a consuming fire. Shaken. Today we are living in a time, I believe, where a lot of things are getting shaken. A lot of things that have always been in our lifetimes are all of a sudden now getting all shook up and getting shaken. And, and all of a sudden, the things that we thought were what they were, are now people are changing them into something else. And it's hard to keep up with what's going on right now because everything is so shaken. And so today in my message, I, I Labor Day weekend, I'm very patriotic. I am red, white, and blue through and through. And I see in our country to where that is being shaken, patriotism. The country that we live in, that I've always known to be one way, seems to be getting unshaken and put in a different direction. And so today for a few moments, I want to just point out one of, the, one of the people who comes to our church. We have people literally from all over the world in this church, which is an amazing thing to me. But I want to talk about a lady who comes to our church and what she grew up in, in the country she grew up in, so that I want to remind every one of us where we are, who we are, and where we live, and then I'll go from there. But today I want to talk about a young lady by the name of Grace Goodyear Painter. She's right here. She was born and raised in Poland. Born and raised in Poland. And uh, things were very different in Poland for her growing up. I cannot imagine this lifestyle. I was born and raised in America. How many of you have been born and raised in America? Raise your hands. Wonderful. Wonderful. In 1939, Germany attacked Poland. Her grandparents owned a restaurant at that time, and her mother was forced, her grandmother was forced to cook for the German soldiers. But because she did this, Her grandfather was taken out by the Poland Freedom Fighters and executed, shot in the head in front of everybody. Can you imagine? I can't imagine this kind of beginning in life. And so because of that, all of the prices were centralized and salaries were centralized. Everybody was paid not according to what their uh, education was, not according to what their job was, but it was based upon need. So let me give you an equivalency of what need meant. So uh, a professor with a doctorate degree teaching in a university, he and his wife would receive the exact same salary and housing as a single mother uneducated with five children. They had the same house and the same furniture and the same salaries. Can you imagine that in America today? That everything was based upon the government determining your salary based upon your need. Not based upon your education, not based upon what you bring to the, to the society, but based upon what your need is. It was uh, very little technology in Poland. Uh, there was no hope in Poland. There was no motivation to do anything because if you did hard work, it didn't matter. Because you got the same salary because of your need. Uh, If you were trying to be an entrepreneur, it was squelched. The entrepreneurship was not involved or allowed at all. Uh, So everything was based upon uh, just what you needed and the government decided what you got. Wealth was distributed equally. Uh, The government provided vodka for everybody to keep everybody drunk. You know why? Because people with no hope. Want to stay numb, don't they? People with no hope, no possibility of a brighter future, this is what you have. Uh, Wealth was distributed according to that. In 1946 to 1980, martial law was put into place. There were no passports, no travel was allowed, and heavy suppression upon the church and heavy suppression upon the people. And if the people did not comply with this new type of regime... They simply, Miss Grace said, they disappeared. Some just disappeared. Others were sent straight to Siberia. So you'd be here one day and in Siberia the next day or just disappear. In 1984, a priest was killed by the Communist Party. They put him in the trunk of the car. Because of this, the Vatican sent a lot of money to Poland. And the Pope came to Poland and they gave a lot of money to the Poland government so that they would now begin to have Catholicism taught in the schools. So you had two choices in Poland. You could be part of the Communist Party or you could be part of Catholicism. Catholicism was taught in the schools. Children were raised in it. Uh, Grandparents and grandmothers taught their kids and their grandkids. And so everybody had just two choices. If you were part of the Communist Party, you believe this way. If you're part of Catholicism, but all of religions were suppressed. No other religion was allowed. And so uh, you had these two choices. And Miss Grace, when she was nine years old, uh, went to go for confirmation. And her first communion, she wanted her cousins to go with her. But because the cousin's mother, her aunt, was not Catholic... She was part of the Communist Party. She was afraid to let her little girls go with grace because she was afraid of the repercussions because, you see, uh, neighbors would tell on each other. Neighbors would begin to say, Hey, did you know? And all of a sudden the, the party would show up at your house and start asking you all kinds of questions. 1989, there was a path to democracy and now there's travel and now there's passports. But you see, growing up in Poland was very different because there was only just two furniture stores. So everybody had the same furniture. The furniture stores made the same things. So all the housing was the same, concrete brick houses on block houses. And so if I wanted to go buy a bookcase, I had one choice. This is the bookcase. If I wanted to go buy a sofa, you had a choice, a sofa. If I wanted to go buy what, you get the idea. So everybody's house inside looks the same. Why? Because equality for everybody. Equality for everybody. Wealth distribution by the government. And so she shared a story of how this man had been drinking some vodka, of course, because it's free. He comes in one night, stumbles in the house, goes to bed, wakes up the next morning, only to find out this is not my house and this is not my wife. Because it all looks the same. If you want a car, order it and you'll get it in 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, President Reagan, I think, shared this story. He uh, went to Poland and a guy said, um, uh, I'm going to order a car. And uh, he said, that, and they told me it'd be here in 10 years. But he said, morning or afternoon. And the guy said, What do you mean, morning or afternoon? Well, in 10 years, morning or afternoon, because I got to figure it out because I also had the telephone man coming the same day. <laughs> Can you imagine not getting to choose a car, the color, anything about it? You don't have that it was re- the freedoms to do any of this because everything is run by the government. Ms. Grace shared with me that uh, she got her master's degree in planning and finance after democracy came into place and travel was allowed and, and passports. And, and because of her getting her degree in planning and finance master's degree, she now had to work for the government for two years with the equivalency of $50 a month. Can you imagine having a master's degree and making $50 a month? In 1991 through 1994, she went to the, uh, Dubai and worked as a sales position there for a company. In 1994, she went to Seton Hall, got another master's degree in public administration of health and caring services. Uh, it took her five years to become a citizen. We have others in our congregation who've become citizens, Right? It took years to become a citizen. Five years going through all kinds of applications and interviews. Five years of hiring a lawyer just to make sure that the complicated process was not made even longer and drawn out in the process. She had to take tests about USA history and had to make sure she was fluent in English and all those things before she became a citizen in 2016. She had this amazing event in her life. She got to vote in an election for the first time in her life. How many of you have voted in an election in your lifetime? Yeah. How many of you just sometimes take it for granted that you have to vote? We have a lot of people in America that just don't even vote. They have the right to vote but just don't do it. So she is locked in. Stan, her husband said, man, she watched every second of every debate of every time it was on TV. He couldn't get her away from the TV because she was listening to every word because she had never been able to participate in an election before. And she wanted to make sure her vote counted. We have people of other countries. She told me, she says, everybody in other countries that I talk to, they all dream. Their dreams are to come to America. Their dreams. She's been overwhelmed since she's been a citizen of America because also I forgot to tell you that in Poland you only have one light bulb. One light bulb fits everything. So if you go to the store and you need a light bulb, there's only one choice because every... Fixture is the same light bulb. So she comes to America and she walks into our hardware stores and goes, Oh my goodness, look at all the choices of light bulbs. I mean, this is crazy. You got all the different wattages, then you got soft lights and harsh lights and fluorescent lights and incandescent lights and LED bulbs and on and on. And that's just the light bulb choices. Then you have choices in clothing. Oh my goodness, and you get to choose your car and you get to choose your house and it looks different than your neighbor's house and you get to have all of these choices. How many cereals are in the cereal aisle? It's just overwhelming and sensory overload. Why? Because she only dreamed of having these kinds of freedoms and choices. And these are things that we live with every day in America and I believe as Americans we take a lot of this for granted. But the greatest thing that was given to her for becoming a citizen of America was hope. Hope. That if I work hard, I can make a better life for myself. That if I do the right things, I, because if you were not in the Communist Party in Poland, you did not get a promotion no matter how hard you worked or what you did. There were no promotions for anyone. Can you imagine? Living like that and then coming to this place we call America. And I think today as Americans, we take too many things for granted. And I want to tell you this, as your pastor, I want you to hear me strong. If we are not careful, all of the ideals of America are being shaken. Our world is shaking right now. Every area. I've looked throughout history and seen times where our world gets shook up. Hitler came on the scene and shook up the world and Germany and Poland and then Stalin and Hitler and all those guys got together. It just became even worse. And we've had revolutions through the American history, iron curtains. We've had President Reagan saying, tear that wall down and all these things. The bamboo curtains that were there have come down. Hebrews 12, 25 says this, See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on the earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven. Church, I want you to hear this today. God speaks. God speaks and I believe he speaks to every one of us. And when he speaks to us, whether through a pastor, whether through a friend, whether through his word, whether in your prayer time, in your worship time, however God speaks, do not refuse his words. Do not refuse his words. We find this verse as a reference to what happened in Exodus. If you take your Bibles, turn to Exodus 19. This is what this was referring to. Exodus 19 says this, verse 18. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke, Because the Lord descended in it on fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently. God descends to Mount Sinai. The mountain shakes and trembles. The fire is billowing up like a furnace and God begins to speak and God tells the people you get two days to get cleansed and sanctified. How many of you know that everybody was getting cleansed and sanctified? Because God was speaking. Everybody was. And then the people even turned to Moses and said, Moses, we don't want to go to that mountain. You go to the mountain and you come back and tell us what God says. That's how fearful and, and understanding of who God is. God revealed himself and he revealed himself speaking. And when he spoke, the mountains trembled, the earth was on fire, and everybody stopped with awe and reverence to go, whoa, this God is a consuming fire. Amen. This God, when he speaks, this is serious. And I believe sometimes we approach God. We come into church sometimes. We we go through worship sometimes and we don't do it with the reverence and all that we should. Why? Because we haven't listened to God speak to us lately. We haven't had a consuming fire burning inside of us lately so we can casually walk in, casually go through worship, casually listen to the preacher, and casually listen. I believe today should God Himself descend in this house, every one of us would be flat on our faces in awe and reverence of His holiness and His power. You see, I love grace and mercy, but I do believe we've had just an overload of grace and mercy teaching in the last 20 years. I believe before that there was an overload of judgment and hell preached. But I believe there needs to be a balance. God is filled with grace and mercy. But when God speaks, it needs to get our attention. It needs to understand that God is a great and mighty God. And he can do anything. When Moses got to the mountain, God began to speak to him. And I love this. If you have your Bibles, Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. I love this first phrase. It says, and God spoke all these words. (laughs) Don't you love it? Uh, The Bible says there's just going to be a little bit of silence in heaven and then there's going to be talking the rest of the time. God loves to talk. And God spoke all these words. Here's what God says. And understand, listen. These words are relevant today to us. Here's what God says. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything, anything in heaven or above on the earth, beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, Punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. I want my kids and grandkids blessed, don't you? Up to a thousand generations because of my awe and reverence and listening to when God speaks. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who uses His name in that manner. We need to listen to this today. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner res- residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But He rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So this day is our day to set aside for God. This is God's day. We do what God wants us to do on His day. Amen. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long. In the land the Lord your God has given you. How many of you want to live a long time? Honor your mom and dad. Take care of them. When they're old, honor them. Take care of them. They took care of you. Your turn to take care of them. I'm getting older. I'm preaching to my kids. hope they're listening. (laughs) You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. Wow. Pastor, you talked to us today. We don't want God talking to us. You talk to God, then you speak to us and we will listen to what you say. Amen? Today we need to listen to what God is speaking to us today. Our God is a jealous God. We shall have no other gods of any form, in any way, of anything. Why? Because He said that everything that is created will be shaken. The question is not whether or not God is speaking. God says all these words. The question today is, are we listening? Are we listening to God when He tells us how to live our lives? Because God does not change, nor does His Word change. And today a lot of things are getting shaken, and a lot of things are being changed. And I have a tremendous concern for churches today and for pastors today that because things of the world are getting shaken and being changed that pastors and churches might be tempted, hey, maybe we need to change. We are not changing the Word of God in this house as long as I'm the pastor because the Word of God does not change. The Word doesn't change, the Word changes us. Hebrews 13.8 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His Word is the same no matter what generation comes through. And my generation was a rebellious generation. The generation before me was even more rebellious. They were the ones running around, you know, with love and peace and all those things and all the free love and all. Then my generation came along and we were rebellious about everything. But you know what? Every generation is. And that's why every generation needs a confrontation with God and to hear what God is speaking to their hearts. Because God says, I am the great I am. I'm the Alpha, the Omega. I'm a jealous God. And America and PCA and I'm preaching to all of us but please share this message with anyone. We must hear the voice of God speaking today because everything in America is getting shaken that can be shaken. Think about it. Morality like never before is being shaken. Marriage and the... Theology and the, and the definition of marriage is being shaken like never before. Relationships are being shaken like never before. Our liberties are being shaken like never before. And Miss Grace shared with me, Pastor, I see some of the things that were happening in Poland under communism and Marxism, I see some of those same earmarks being talked about in America. We need to be careful because everything that can be shaken is getting shaken today. Only those things that are from God cannot be shaken. And those are the only things that will stand. The Word tells us this. Now this is where we've got to listen. That even those who are the most dedicated to God will be deceived if they're not careful. Listen. Even those most dedicated to God can be deceived because in the last days, and that's what we're living in right now, since, since Jesus uh, instituted the church, it's been the last days. In the last days, there will be those who come in and perform signs and wonders and those who are even the most dedicated to God will be deceived if they cannot have the gift of discernment. And discern, is this from God or Not. Because I want to tell you, people love signs and wonders. I remember when I was growing up in Mississippi, I mean, Lake uh, see, Barnett Reservoir was surrounded with people in Mississippi because a man declared he was Jesus and he was going to walk on water. Well, man, the crowd was there to watch. He had had a cable put about six inches under the water. and He was going to walk on it and prove everybody that he was Jesus. How many of you remember his name? You know why? He got shook, fell off. God will do that. But people are going to be hungry for signs and wonders and miracles. And if we are not careful, we will run after those and be deceived. How many know the enemy can do some crazy supernatural things? And we as Christians have to discern what is God's and what is not. We need the gift of discernment. Do you know His voice? He said, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. And we've got to make sure when God speaks, we know that is His voice. So God speaks. Secondly, God shouts. Hebrews 12, 26. At that time, His voice shook the earth. But now He has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. Once more I will do this again. What happened to... Uh, Mr. Daniel, whenever his whole life was shook, his whole nation was taken captivity. He was brought into a new way of living and and the king said, you've got to eat this way and live this way and do this. And Daniel says, no, 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 no. I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. I'm going to keep serving the God I serve. And three times a day, he positioned himself at a window, faced Jerusalem, and he prayed three times a day and he kept doing. He did not get shook in his beliefs and his foundation of his life. And so they put him in the lion's den and he slept good all night long and the king came the next morning. Daniel, are you okay? Yes, sir, I'm doing great. And the king says, this God is the real God. Today, church, we cannot let the things that are being shaken in the world, the ideologies and theologies that are coming around today that are different than the Word of God, we've got to stand on the Word of God. We may be considered old fogies and out of style, but you've got to take the Word of God and keep it true today. You've got to stand on that because everything else is getting shaken. Everything created is going to be shaken. Paul told Timothy this. He says, your grandmother was not shaken. Your mother was not shaken. And Timothy, don't you be shaken. But Timothy, you fan into flame the gift that God has placed inside of you. It is time for every one of us today to fan into flame the gift that God has put inside of us because our God is a consuming fire. And it's time for us to burn again as a church and be a light in the midst of darkness and to speak truth and authority in love and grace but also know that God is shouting today, I am a jealous God. I'm a consuming fire. I imagine those who lived during the Great Depression thought, Jesus has got to be coming soon. I imagine all the Jews that lived through the Holocaust had to be thinking, it cannot get any worse than this. And yet some of us today are living and going, man, I just don't know how much worse it's going to get. Billy Graham's wife once said this, if God doesn't come back soon, he will have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Our world is being shaken like never before. God does not change. He speaks. He shouts. Kingdoms fall. Have you read the poem Ozymandias? Ozymandias is a poem about a traveler. He was traveling through the desert and all of a sudden something caught his eye and it was something protruding out of the sand. So the traveler goes over to the sand and begins to break away the sand and dig down deep and gets deeper and deeper until finally he comes to this inscription It says this, my name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, you mighty, and despair. Yeah. This at one time was one of the greatest kings, one of the greatest kingdoms according to this poem, Ozymandias. And yet what happened to his kingdom? Sands of time came along and destroyed it. Sands of time came along and people didn't even remember his name. Church, today we've got to make sure we are serving the king of kings. Whose kingdom will never be shaken. Whose kingdom will never fall who will at one day every king upon the face of this earth and every kingdom will bow their knee and declare that he and he alone is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. God is speaking, but I believe today God is shouting to the church and God is shouting to the world. And I believe today we need to stop and listen because he not only speaks and shouts, but God shakes. God says this in verse 28. Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Aren't you glad of that today? If you're a child of God, you're standing up on the rock which is Christ Jesus, your kingdom will not be shaken. Well, Pastor, I'm kind of concerned about this and this and this. I am concerned too. But you know what? I know I'm on a solid rock. This kingdom has not changed. It has gone through every period of time throughout our history. It has gone through all of the times when there was shaking going on and that there's been one truth that's resided in every generation, that Jesus Christ is king, that God is the only true and living God. There have been so many preachers come before me. There will be preachers if God does not come soon, come after me and they will tell every generation what I'm telling you serve the Lord your God with gladness come into his presence with thanksgiving come into his courts with praise come in with fear and reverence and awe of who he is so that when you worship you worship with all that is within you bless the Lord O oh my soul and everything that I have all of my energy all of my strength all of my praise why because God is speaking mountains are shaking things are burning things are going all around us today and we feel like we're out of control out of control in just my lifetime so many things have gotten shaken and I begin to look around and going I don't even know the America that I live in anymore what has happened to our country and yet if things are not turned back toward God it's going to get even more shaken we receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken let us be thankful be thankful for America and the country we live in. But be even more thankful that you're a citizen of heaven. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Wow. Matthew 24, considered an eschatological passage of the future, verse 29 says this. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be dark and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. God said, I'm not only going to shake earth, I'm going to shake everything that's in the heavens. If you read the word of God, you understand, this earth and these heavens are going to be consumed with fire one day. And they'll be gone. I hope and pray your treasure's not in your home. I hope and pray your treasure's not in your 401k, or not in what you're wearing, or not in what your name is, and all those things. Whatever your status in life is, I hope that's not where your treasure's at, because it's going to be shaken and fall and be consumed. The only thing that makes it out of here are those whose foundation is upon Jesus Christ. We've got to be thankful and worship God with reverence and awe because you've got to understand it's God who feeds you. It's God who feeds you. You don't feed yourself. It's God who feeds you. It's God who protects you. It's God who guides you. It's God who heals you. It is God who delivers you. Are we thankful today? Do we come into His presence with reverence and awe? You see, God invited all the people into His presence and come up to the mountain and they go, no, 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 Moses, you go. But in the New Testament, the veil's rent from top to bottom and God says, I want everyone to come into my throne room. Come boldly in, not because of who you are, but because of my grace and mercy and present your, your needs at my feet. Today, every one of us can go into the presence of God, but we should not do it lightly because God is a consuming Fire. And we need to walk in with reverence and awe and worship acceptably. Uh, Romans tells us that our bodies are living sacrifices to be acceptably given to God as an act of worship. Yeah, The Israelites were in awe. Are you on fire today? Do you have a burning passion for your God? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 through 4 says this. And I want you to, it says right here, pay close attention. I want you to pay close attention. Nudge your neighbor and go, really? Pay attention. Stop doodling. Put down your game on your iPhone, whatever you're doing. Pay close attention. Therefore, to what we have heard. So that we do not drift away. That word drift is a powerful image. I've shared it on Wednesday nights, but to drift means it's like you getting into a little boat and the sun is shining and the waters are calm, and you just kind of lay back and enjoy the sunshine, and you relax, and you kind of go to sleep. You wake up an hour or so later, and the boat that you got into by the bank is now out in the middle. And you go, how did I get here? I didn't feel any movement. I didn't sense anything. But look how far I have drifted. If we're not careful in our spiritual life, we will all of a sudden wake up and shake our heads and go, how did I get this far away from the truth? I didn't sense anything happening. And the churches today, we've all got to watch out as a pastor. I've got to guard the truth so we don't drift from truth. He said, they'll be careful or you drift away. For since the message, listen to this, this is powerful. For since the message spoken through angels, angels, The words that the angel said was binding. And every violation and disobedience received as just punishment. How much shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? This salvation which was announced by the Lord first, confirmed to us by those who heard Him, God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. Listen to this. If what the angels say, just an angel, if that is so binding that it cannot be altered, it cannot be changed, because if you disobey the words even of the angels, you will be punished. How much more shall we pay attention to the words spoken by God? If the words of angels are unalterable, unchangeable, and we will receive punishment just if we disobey the words of an angel, how much more shall we receive punishment if we disobey the words spoken by God? God has given us a free salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. If we ignore it, there will be punishment. If we ignore the words of God in our lives somehow drift here and there and we go astray in all these things, we've got to understand, yes, God is a God of grace and mercy. I thank God of that. But one day we will all stand before Him and one day we will answer to our words, to our deeds. And our lifestyles, they don't need to line up with whatever's being shook up in this world. Our lifestyles need to line up with the word that does not change and it's for every generation and for every culture it's the same. It doesn't matter whether we're in Poland, the word applies to Poland. It applies to Africa. It applies to Asian countries. It applies to every man, woman, boy and girl, no matter the culture. And I've had for years people say, but pastor, What about all the people that were born and lived and died and never heard the name Jesus? Romans chapter 1 talks about that. The Bible says this, that every person born will look around at creation and say there must be a bigger God. Even when Paul went to Ephesus, he found all these gods, but then there was one made to the unknown God. There's got to be some God. That made all these other things, and God brings that revelation to every person, so they they can then they may not know the right name, but they know I need to surrender my life to that God, surrender my heart to that God. And today in America we have so many blessings, so many choices. Maybe that's our problem. We've got too many light bulbs to choose from. We have too many cereals, too many cars, too many colors. And we also have too many gods, too many lifestyles, too many ideologies that are not based upon the word of God. And maybe we do have too many choices. Maybe we need to go back to what the word of God says. You've got life. And you've got death. You've got light. You have darkness. You're a friend of God or you're an enemy of God. God says there's not really that many choices. In America, I don't want us to get so caught up in all the shaking. At PCA, I don't want us to get all confused. Pastor, what am I supposed to say to my kids and my grandkids? Because they're coming with all these. So, so yesterday I took my grandkids to Walmart, like every grandparent does in America. But in that short little ride, my granddaughter asked me, Hey, Poppy, when the rapture happens? Yeah, we got into a big theological debate. i got to make sure I'm telling my grandkids the truth. Because I found, uh, I had a teacher tell me this very early in life. Every, every mind is a blank chalkboard. And the first thing that is written upon it carries the deepest impression. Because if you ever tried to erase something off of the first thing written on a chalkboard, it's hard to erase off. There's always that imprint of it back there. Only after you write a bunch of things on the chalkboard does all that dust then begin to cover up that. i got to make sure the first thing I write on the the minds of my grandkids, the minds of my children, the minds of my great-grandchildren, is what the Word of God says. Because that's going to be the deepest, most remembering thing in their life. Because one day when they grow up, they're going to go, Well, I don't know what the Bible says, but here's what my poppy said. Because some of you give me that same grandparent theology sometimes. I don't know what the Bible says, but I know what grandma said. Well, we need to know what the Bible says. And we don't need to get shook up in our lives today. As Christians, as men and women of God, we need to stand firm on this foundation. We need to know the word of God and we need to listen when God is speaking. Because if he don't... He doesn't get our attention when He speaks. He will shout at you. And then, if you don't listen when He shouts, He'll shake everything in your life that can be shaken to get your attention. Because He loves you that much. He loves you that much. And the Bible says everything that has been created, it will be shaken. God says, even these heavens I created, I'm going to shake them up too. Pluto's going to be not the last planet anymore. It's going to get all shut out. God uses the earth as a footstool. We need to pay attention to His Word. Would you stand with me today? Say, Pastor, this is a heavy message for Labor Day. No, this is a message that we need to hear today. Because if you've been alive for any length of time, you will know that what I'm saying today is truth. Miss Grace, I am so glad you're an American citizen. And I'm so glad you attend our church. You and your husband stand. What a blessing. Yeah. But I cannot imagine, because I was never raised in Poland. Here's your heritage, young lady. Your grandpa was shot in the back of the head, execution style. You're not allowed to have a choice of religion. You're not allowed to have a choice of anything in your life. Today, if you're an American and you're an American citizen, you need to be thankful. But the greater thing to be thankful of are you a citizen of heaven? I'm glad it didn't take me five years all it took me was bowing my heart and surrendering my life to God and my name was written in the citizenship of heaven and no man can take it out heaven is not a democracy it's a theocracy and this world if you're a child of God listen you don't get to argue with God What he says, goes. Did you ever argue with your parents? If they were good parents, you didn't win. God loves you so much, church. But he says, when I speak, I want you to listen. If you don't listen, I'll shout. If that doesn't get your attention, I'll shake everything you got. I'll shake your health. I'll shake your job. I'll shake your marriage. I'll shake your friendships. I'll shake everything. Your mental, I'll shake it all up. Why? Because I want you to listen to me. And if the words of angels are binding, how much more binding is the word of God? You may say, Is this good news? Oh, it's good news today. Because we can all be citizens of the kingdom of God. We don't need a lawyer. It's not complicated. All you've got to do is stop and give your heart to Jesus Christ. So today, I want us just to have a moment. We're going to take the lights down in the house. Because this is between you and God. Not anybody else should know what's going on. So in your heart and life today, if there's something unpleasing in your life to God, this is the time to get it right. Because I don't want your life shaken. I want you standing solid upon the rock, which is Jesus Christ. And if you are a citizen of heaven today, I want you to get rooted and grounded in the Word of God, and I do not want you to be shaken by all the things that are shaken in our world today. I want you to say, like Jesus said when he was tempted. As it is written, thus saith the Lord God. Here's what the word of God says about this situation. This is how I'm going to live my life. So if you're here today for this moment, if you're here today and you need to get some things right with God, this is your chance. I'm going to give you just a moment. It doesn't take long. If you're here today and there's something in your life that's not right, maybe it's a lifestyle choice. You may say the world says it's okay, but does God say it's okay? Maybe it's a choice in your health, in your finances, in your mental capacity, whatever it is. Whatever it is between you and God, tonight, right now is time to get it right. So if you're here today, would you just bow your heads, everybody in this place. If you're here today if that's you, would you just raise your hand right now where you're standing. Just raise your hand and say, that's me, I need to get some things right. Yes, thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Come on, several hands are raised already. Let's listen, God's speaking to your heart right now. God's speaking to your heart right now. Listen. He says I will thunder, but sometimes I speak in a still small voice. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You can put your hands down. I want everybody to pray this prayer with me. Dear heavenly Father, Dear heavenly Father. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I thank you it never changes. I thank you it never changes. Lord, let your word, Lord, let your word change, me. change me. Forgive me Forgive of all my sins all my and sins. wash me. White as, snow. White as snow. I want
1: my life,
3: I want my life founded, upon founded upon your word. Your word. Help, me Help me. Change me. Change in, the the Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Son and, the and the Holy Spirit. Can we just give God praise for those who lifted their hands and prayed that prayer right now? Come on, give God praise for that. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and now for the rest of us listen I know there's a lot of shaking going on and I know sometimes you're questioning your values your kids are bringing things grown adults your your kids are bringing you things you're like pastor how do I answer this we have questions that are raised by our Royal Rangers and impact girls that are being raised what is the truth in the church these are church kids Today, if you have things in that, that way in your life, go to the Word of God. Say, God, speak to me. I want to know the truth. Go back to Exodus 19, read that list again, Ten Commandments. But Pastor, that's Old Testament. New Testament says, hey, I fulfilled them, and now I'm adding to them. We got to know what the word says. So for the next few moments, just to take a moment, I want us them to sing this chorus, and I want us just to take a moment. And get ourselves in the presence of God for just a second. Don't be afraid of the mountain. Don't be afraid of God today. But do reverence Him. Come before Him with awe. Awe and reverence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because He's God. And if even the words of angels is binding, how much more so the Word of God. God speak to us today. Hallelujah. Just allow God to talk to you in the next few moments about anything in your life, maybe the lives of your kids, your friends. Maybe your friends are bringing challenging situations into your life and going, hey, what about this and what about that? We've got to be in a place that cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. God, today, don't let the church be shaken. Lord, don't let our truths that we hold dear be shaken. Don't let us drift. Hallelujah. God, speak. I'm caught up in your presence. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm caught caught up up in in your your
0: presence. presence. I just want to sit here at your your feet. I'm caught up in this holy
3: moment. I never want
0: Again, caught up in Your presence. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm, I'm caught, caught up in Your presence. presence. I just wanna see here at Your feet, I'm caught up in this holy moment. Lord, you just raise your hands and let God speak to you. I never wanna leave I'm not here for blessings, I'm not here for For blessings. I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry, when I I just sang another song, oh, take me back. you're oh, take, take me back, back. To where hallelujah we our God is a consuming I'll fire hallelujah
3: today to burn you. inside of our hearts today burn inside of this church hallelujah I'll hallelujah your oh, don't let us just go through the oh, motions don't let us just sing another song don't let us come see to church with our agenda God your, your will be done but thy will be done. Holy, Burn all my dross in my life. Holy. Set me on fire
0: again. Hallelujah. Oh, I never want to leave. Oh, no, I no, no. oh hallelujah. Lord. Oh, I'm, I'm not, not here for a bit.
3: your heart's and hands. I, I just want, want you
0: and nothing else hallelujah Lord and nothing, nothing else. else nothing else nothing else
3: Just voices. I just just want you. Sing it to him, church. Nothing else. Nothing
0: else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Hallelujah. Nothing Nothing else. else. Nothing else, Nothing else will, will do. Lord, I, I just want I you. Yeah. Just want you, Lord. Nothing else. Oh. Nothing, Nothing else. One more time, sing it. Lord, I, I just. Want
3: today in America Father today at PCA Church Father today in the heart and the home of every person in this house today Lord help us to get to that place to where we live our lives centered around truth we teach our children who come home from schools with all kinds of questions All kinds of questions about relationships and and sex and genders, and all kinds of questions about what kind of thing denotes marriages, and all these things, the definitions that are getting so changed and shaken up today. All the things that are worshiping and being worshiped other than God help us to bring back truth and centralize our families around truth. All the things in our nation that it was founded upon. In God we trust, founded upon the Word of God. The Word of God was the textbook in our schools to teach English. God, what would happen in America today if we tried to get God's Word back into our schools as a textbook? God, don't let us drift away. Lord, don't let us drift away as a church. Don't let us drift away as individuals. But God, bring us back to the place where we find truth. We listen to God speaking. We listen to God shouting. Lord, we listen even when there's a shaking going on. Why? Because everything that's created will be shaken. But we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That ought to make you shout, church. We receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. It will last throughout eternity. God today, bring us back to that centralized truth. Help us today to lead our families, lead our homes, lead this church and lead this nation back to the place that we need to be to where this nation will not shake anymore. We give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. And everybody in the house said, amen. I love you. Can we give God a hand? We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCACHurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.